Hi there, and welcome to another Osler podcast from the 22nd annual ANZIC CTG meeting held in the beautiful town of Noosa Heads in Queensland, Australia. My guest today on the podcast is Emma Ridley, manager of the ICU nutrition program at the Monash University ANZICS Research Centre. She joins me today to chat about her role as the chair of the ANZICS Novice Investigators Group. Emma, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Emma, what was the inspiration for setting up this group? So uh, the idea has been around for a little while and initially was um, developed by Alyssa Milford, who was our previous um, chair originally. And really, I think there was a general feeling that the novice investigator groups of the ANZICS um, CTG weren't that well supported, but that there was a huge opportunity to provide that support and mentoring um, via the CTG. Uh, and so the idea really started there. And then a group of us that were interested um, got together at the ANZICS conference in Adelaide um, a couple of years ago and had a good chat about what this might look like. And it really grew from there, which has been um, amazing. And so really um, the, the idea is that this group will provide support um, for novice investigators from all clinical backgrounds. So multidisciplinary, which I think is really, really positive and reflects the change in critical care research. I think that it's not just doctors that are leading research. It's really um, people from all disciplines, and I think that's really fantastic, um, and that it would provide a forum for us to um, discuss issues that are affecting novice investigators and hopefully draw on the amazing wealth of knowledge from the CTG to help us with those issues um, and to advocate and provide a voice for ourselves to have, um, I guess, a platform um, and to try and facilitate research and build networks. Um, so the idea would be that hopefully we are a group that are coming up through the CTG that in the future will be leading various elements within the CTG. And if we can form collaborative networks early and build that, then that's only going to benefit um, everyone in the future. So what are some of the outcomes that you're looking to, to, to have from this group? Look, it's still early days and it's evolving, but really what we, the main thing we want to do is provide a support network um, and also education and mentoring for our members. So we're trying to um, develop education sessions at each of the ANZIC CTG conferences and we've had their complete support so far, which has been fantastic and we're very grateful for that support where we would choose certain topics um, of things that are quite critical to early investigators. So, for example, we've done um, education topics on publication, um, on career development, on mentoring, to really just try and help people navigate some of the difficult um, things. And then hopefully to build collaborations and mentoring through the CTG network where novice investigators can try and find their network I think one of the problems has been that people can feel quite isolated in certain positions and they're not really sure how to uh, go about getting into the CTG. And there's also been an assumption that perhaps it's a little bit intimidating. And certainly as a novice investigator that's been involved for more than 10 years, I certainly have felt that. Um, And I'm from an allied health discipline, so I think in some ways it's um, even worse because we're not from a typical medical um, discipline and so um, but it's really interesting that our medical colleagues feel the same and so I think there's a real role to try and break down that barrier and say hey look this is an amazing resource for everyone 
and we can be involved and we should be involved and look we've got the support of senior CTG um, colleagues so let's try and break through this so I think that's really important. Now you mentioned that it is a, a collaborative and multidisciplinary group what's what's the sort of spread of people who join the group? Yeah so we're mostly medical um, as you would expect um, but interestingly the majority are female and I think that is really interesting um, and I think that's going to be a key thing for us to kind of unpack a bit more and focus on um, and I think that really represents you know there's a lot of female academics and academic clinicians out there but it's not necessarily translating to all of the top levels in terms of research and clinical work and we know that that's a problem across many areas in science and of course critical care um, definitely in terms of the medical side. Um, so mostly medical, predominantly female, um, but then uh, nursing makes up a portion and then allied health um, and a good spread of allied health, so dietetics, physio, speech, pathology as well. Um, and we have 86 members in total. So we're always looking for new members. So if anyone listens to this, you can um, find our information via the ANZIX website. Um, and um, we are multidisciplinary. So if you're involved in clinical research in any way in intensive care and you're a novice investigator, please consider joining. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of these, but what are the common issues that people do have in, in addition to networking and so on? When, when people are starting out down a clinical research pathway, what are some of the issues that they face that you, you talk about? Yes, I think um, definitely finding a balance between clinical work and research is a big one, particularly for um, our medical colleagues who um, are trying to balance that's usually a sometimes a new um, consultant role, for example, um, or significant clinical workload with research. So, and often it coincides at the same time as having young families, and so that is uh, a significant issue for many of us. But I think at the novice investigator phase, that is particularly true. I think um, finding funding is difficult for everyone. But I, I do see that particularly um, for novice investigators, particularly just after they finish their PhDs, that is really a crucial time where if you don't keep going, you can very easily drop out. Um, and if you don't keep your track record going, you can very easily lose momentum and it's very difficult to get back in. And I think that's probably a very big challenge for some of our members as well coupled with the issue that I just talked about in terms of trying to manage a clinical workload with um, academic work, it is very challenging. So we're just trying to provide some support for people around um, all of the issues, but particularly um, the key things that we see. You've mentioned a few of these previously, but what are the activities that you've done as a group so far and what have you got planned in the near future? Yeah, so at each of the conferences, we've done education-type sessions and that generally comes from what our members would like. Um, so we have done um, a three-minute thesis-style session where people have presented their research and then they get critiqued um, and also some feedback on their research and then also um, several panel discussions where we just have an open forum. Um, in Queenstown last year, we did more of an education-style session where we talked about um, developing a research um, career, developing research questions, publishing, and then career development. And this year at NUSA, we did an open um, presentation where every presenter talked about the same topic, but it was about their career journey um, and their key learnings. 
And so generally the sessions have been very well supported, not just by novice investigators, but by all investigators, which we, um, I guess, is a little bit unexpected, not because we didn't think it would be interesting, but it's really good to see that we have content that um, relates to many people and that we have the support of senior members coming to provide us with input to these sorts of things, which is fantastic. Um, and then t- this year, for the first time, we ran a research development session, which was a closed session, meaning that we just had our members there and some specific people that we had invited to try and keep it small and friendly and try and reduce that, I guess, intimidation feeling that people had reported they had when presenting to the wider group. And we had um, three novice investigators do a longer form presentation and some senior um, CTG our members provide uh, feedback and critique on the proposal to try and move it forward and develop the idea um, and that obviously the audience could participate and learn from that process as well. And so that is something we would really like to continue in the future. We hope we might be able to develop some links with some of the international trials groups. And I think our uh, CTG has amazing links, particularly with Canada, um, and so it would be really great if we could, as a novice investigator group, start developing some of those links as well, because that's, um, again, moving forward into being the future of the CTG in some way, we would be able to then carry those networks through, we hope. So we'll be looking um, into investigating that in the next 12 months as well. Emma, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast today and congratulations with the group and we wish you the very best of success with it. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. For more great interviews just like this one, please visit our website at osla.force.com.